Welcome to mini-series episode six, the key to mastering your finances and achieving your dreams. So when you have a corporation being the beneficiary, you need to designate that. That is a, is a special spot, either if you're doing an online app or you need to, you know, when you're doing it with us, we would designate that. So make sure it is set up properly. So we've got Law Corp pays the premium, is the beneficiary, and also is the owner. What will happen is if, if this particular person gets critically ill, the money will go into the law corporation. Now, you've got to get that money out. So in, in my case, in my holding company, that's where all my critical illness lives. My stance is that if I get sick, the money comes in, we likely wouldn't need you know, X amount, X hundreds of thousands in one shot. You know, so the theory is, well, wow, if you had to push out 400,000 of critical illness benefit, you're going to pay, you know, 200,000 in tax. So why didn't you just own it personally? Well, the reality is I could probably pay my wife and I say 30,000 each a year. And so, you know, and make that critical illness policy last a long time. So you're paying very minimal tax and you're splitting it. One comment I will make about disability insurance is Disability insurance, we often, unless an accountant advises otherwise, we often have the disability insurance personally owned. So the disability is personally owned and you pay for it personally. And again, talk to your accountant before you do this, but you can pay for the disability policy with your corporate dollars, but you have to make sure that your accountant does what's called a journal entry or a T4A adjustment for the premium of your disability insurance. Why? Because if you don't and you collect on the disability, that disability could be taxable, which you don't want. And again, you know, there's, you all have designated advisors across the country in your regions. Uh, and there's also designated planners that are in-house at Lawyers Financial who can help answer that question. But your accountant ultimately is the best case for that. Bernadetta mentioned it earlier. One of the strategies. So strategy number three is retention. Retention of your staff and keeping them, you know, engaged, happy, uh, contributing, making an impact, not just doing the work is extremely good leverage for you to get more free time to go back to slide number one, which was slide number two, which showed my son and I out quadding. Again, your company, your staff need investment. That is just, you know, I could have another bucket actually on the spending accelerator that's called staff. And so however you want to make that a great experience, you can design that. You're the controller of your business. Lawyers Financial offers two things. One, a pension plan called DB Plus and employee benefits. Again, these things are, you know, create tax breaks for corporations. And the employee benefits, sometimes what we will do is we will put an employee benefit plan in place. And then we will do a webinar somewhat like this, where I will meet the staff and we'll say, hey, um, What's going on? I will give the staff tools to use. So then you look like the good person. You look like the person that introduced us and helped them. Again, for many, you know, we have many uh, law staff. Uh, so law staff who have access, adult children of lawyers finance or of lawyers can access lawyers financial. So if you say to your your admin assistant, hey, uh, you know, you just got a mortgage. Did you get that mortgage life insurance? Then they say, oh, yep, yep, got that handled. Well, if they got the mortgage life insurance at the bank, 99% of the time, it is more expensive 
than a simple term policy, a simple term that they could buy from Lawyers Financial and save money. So all of a sudden you haven't given them a raise, but you've put more net money in their pocket and they will be thankful for that. And that starts to build culture. Strategy number four, we're into the bonus kind of area. I would say it, you know, whisper strategy, you can call it whatever you want, but this is, this is, this is things that are maybe a little more creative. And again, talk to your accountant. They are your, they're your ally. I always do this. I'd say to my accountant, Hey, um, fitness and health is important to my staff. What happens if I pay for my staff's gym pass? One thing that we did was it was a big one was cell phones. So, you know, when, when a staff member is asking for a raise, they're asking for net more net money in their hands. And so when you start thinking of it like that, as saying, okay, if I'm going to look at it, like from your standpoint, you want net more money. If you get a raise, I haven't figured out the math, but you think a person wants a raise of a few dollars an hour and you say, okay, but then you got to pay CPP, you got to pay benefits or EI. Uh, and so then you know, it's like, and your payroll goes up. So maybe your WCB goes up and you say, okay, well, what about if I give you a hundred dollars towards your cell phone or, you know, for some sole practitioners and, and in my case, I could add them to my plan. And so I'll say, I'll pay your cell phone bill. What is it? Oh, it's 89 bucks. I'll pay up to a hundred dollars a month. So now I've got a write-off. I've got a write-off for a cell phone because we are remote sometimes. So my staff can be remote sometimes and they need their cell phone because we use Zoom for our phones and they they get calls right through to the Zoom app on their phone that call in the office. So it's justified. But that now is a write-off for me at 100 and they don't have a cell phone bill anymore. And they're happy because their net cash flow goes up. Again, there's other creative things. I put the picture of the boat. Maybe you have a, you know, a really big yacht or a fancy boat. Ask your accountant, what happens if you take your staff out for a day of fishing on the boat? Can your law corp rent your boat for a day to take the staff out? If you've got a, maybe a recreation retreat, you know, I saw some people in Vancouver, you got a place at Whistler at the ski hill. Can your law corp put on an employee and spouse retreat at your uh, your chalet and can your chalet rent that out to your law corp again everyone needs to talk to their accountant but just try and get the you know the ideas flowing i'm switching gears now a little bit to investment order and now we're talking about investments inside your law corp so for any of you who have a law corp or are thinking about getting a law corp and you are you know you've heard or read you know should i do investing and i'm talking about investments and stocks, bonds, funds, ETFs inside your law corp. There's a real subtle thing. Here's a law corp and a person. And this person has growth stocks in their TFSA. Okay, so you have a TFSA that has growth stocks or an RSP. So that account is personally owned. In the law corp, you have an investment account, a non-registered or what they call an open investment account. And they have fixed income in there because they're kind of being a little more conservative because you want to be like, you know, conservative with the investments. If you look fixed income inside a corporation, so even a GIC, a bond fund, you know, say use a GIC at 4% is a GIC in the investment account in the law corp. That attracts 50% tax on that growth. So the net is only 2%. 
In this particular case, and again, talk to your accountant, talk to your advisor, but we could switch. We could switch the allocation. So for some people, having a little bit of growth stocks and having some fixed income make up a good balanced portfolio. So when you look at not just the individual accounts you have, and often you know advisors will just say, oh, well, you're balanced. We'll just have all of your law corp, your RSP, your TFSA. We'll just put it all in the same fund. If you want to get a little bit more strategic, you could look at all the money you have. So let's say in this case, you want it to be 50-50. You're like, I'm kind of up the middle. I want some fixed income and I want some growth, but I'm 50-50. I'm a balanced person. Okay. So on a million dollar account, you would have 500 in fixed income, 500 in growth stocks. In this case, we could flip the fixed income and put 500 fixed income into your personal accounts, like your RSP or TFSA, and we'd have 500 in growth stocks inside your corp. And what does that do? All of a sudden, you've now created capital gains tax in your law corp and isn't attracting 50% tax that the fixed income is getting. On the same vein of investments in, in fees, it's important, hot topic a few years ago. Uh, what I would talk about is making sure, or if you've got, again, in this, I will preface, and I'll make this bigger in a second. I will preface that the fee-based accounts, usually the doors start to open above about 300 to 500,000. That's the reality, that the truly fee-based, where you get an invoice for the, 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 the investments that you have, Usually it's three to 500,000. Now, what is it? Well, a mutual fund invested in your law corp, the fees are not tax deductible. The fees are buried in what's called the MER or the management expense ratio. So for just to back up, if you, if you don't know that, or you have mutual funds or you're thinking about them, mutual funds have a management expense ratio. And what that means is if you get, say on your statement, you see a 7% return and your management expense ratio is two, you actually got a 9% return and they took 2% off for the fee and you saw seven, but it's, it's in the fund. It's, it's not a secret. They tell you about it. They have to disclose it, but it is more sort of buried in there. If you have a law corp and you're you know, able to get a fee-based account, Lawyers Financial uses Fiera Capital. Again, you can look them up uh, on the line, but for a privately managed account, if you can get this fee-based in your law corp, the fees are tax deductible. So again, on smaller accounts, this isn't a huge advantage. But once you're talking three, four, five hundred, a million, two million, this tax savings becomes material. 